are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locker Rooms right there on the Locker Room app, changing the way we talk sports. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs. Happy Friday, by the way. Uh, TGIF, hope you're having a good end of the week and a good weekend ahead. And yeah, be safe and just have some fun. But what are we talking about today? Uh, we'll catch up with some uh, free agency news. Uh, one name that's been bounced around a lot among Spurs fans and even some uh, media guys on San Antonio is the name Lori Marketing. Well, at a new report surfaced that he definitely likely, at least allegedly, wants to come to Texas, but which Texas team? And also on the show, um, ESPN uh, tweeted out a, a photo. It was like a collage of big threes, like, you know, the big three of uh, the Heatles, um, big three of the Clay Thompson, Curry, the Draymond Green. But there was a notable absence from that big three collage. I wonder who you can guess by now. To do that and more, I am joined by James Pledger. He is with ESPN San Antonio. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pledger. And, and James, I got to tell you this much. I, I, you should just go ahead and just tell your boss out there, Rob, just to merge Locked On Spurs with ESPN San Antonio. Because yesterday we had Jimenez for the Sports Grill. Now we got you today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we're doing a total takeover of Locked On, and I'm about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, your boy, uh, Michael Jimenez, he was on yesterday. Uh, you understand why I had to bring him on. I mean, he's the draft guy. He loves this time of year. So uh, he uh, talked about the draft, uh, the number 12 pick. Yeah. He needed to say he was very disappointed. He's wrong, the, but, the you know, it's great. You know, he can <laughs> love the draft. He loves it as much as I do. It's great. He, he can be wrong. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, look, we discussed this uh, yet on yesterday's Lockdown Spurs, so I'm going to just throw this name at you. It's already out by now. So the Locked On Net- NBA Network guys, as soon as the qu- all the tiebreakers were settled, we just did like this quick, rapid fire, impromptu uh, mock draft. And oh, nice. well, first of all, yeah, first of all, let me just say that they whoever put it together misplaced the Spurs. How appropriate my- though that the Spurs took one more L to end the season. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but just a quick caveat on this mock: uh, it was impromptu, like very fast, and they slotted the Spurs at thirteen, not at twelve. So okay. Just keep that in who mind. One, who was it? One, and who did they oh, take? Uh, Cunningham. Cunningham went one, two. Yeah, uh, uh, two. Hang on, let me get it real fast here. Of course, now I'm I just wondering for, for my this. own personal allegiance. Yeah, hang on. Let's see. Uh, Cunningham went two, two seconds, please. Here, everybody. Yeah, you Patience got it. Pick. Take your time. Well, this app doesn't give us a lot of time. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, um, Oklahoma City took uh, Cade. Oh, what? Oklahoma City ended up with the first pick? In this mock. Oh. Oh. How did y'all decide? Did y'all draw names uh, out of a hat or something? That's the thing. I don't know how this was even organized. I thought they were just going to go just by position. You know, like, especially after 10. Their pick as long as they don't fall out of the top five. Or well, top uh, <laughs> well, Houston uh, was pick number three, and your boys got Evan Mobley so, in this mock. <sighs> Yeah, I know. All right. Well, anyway, Sp- locked on Spurs um, <laughs> took Isaiah Jackson out of Kentucky. Hold on. All right. Hold on. Giddy was off the board. Sagoon was off the board. Uh, Barnes was off the board. Um, 
Kispert was off the board by the time San Antonio rolled around. That's fine. So uh, I, if, I, dude, I went Isaiah with Jackson, based on one me. of the guys I've been talking about with you for a while. So, I'm okay with Isaiah Jackson at 12 well, or 13. Well, well yeah, but especially if all those uh, other guys colleague. are off the board. You got a bone to pick with your colleague because uh, he hated the pick. Well, he can hate it all he wants. I mean, <laughs> it allows the Spurs to be able to switch on the perimeter finally. And a guy who just brings, you know, that dog. I like that about him. He's he super is, bouncy, athletic. Geez, yeah. I mean, I I get that it's not everything you want, but it at least addresses a need in the in the terms of Jakob Pertl gets killed when they mm-hmm. bring him out to the perimeter and run the high screen game, and he gets killed either by a, a guard taking him to the rack or switching and having to defend somebody on the perimeter and they drain a three in his eye because he's sagging too far off. Like, Jakob Pertl's great defensively as long as you can contain him in the lane once you bring him out towards the perimeter he is a liability and isaiah jackson allows you to be able to switch on the perimeter with his agility and ability and Mm -hmm. and his his way to keep up with smaller quicker guards and still contest shots i mean I, I don't hate the pick he's one of the three guys that i really like along with giddy and trey mann who went after a uh, uh, lockdown Spurs pick was uh, Davion Mitchell to Golden State out of Baylor. So yeah, yeah. he went he nice. went thirteen. He, but, he, but, he, would he be was a 14. solid addition for that team. Yeah, and also I liked I like Jackson too because of the fact that I look, maybe I'm reaching here, but when you read his bio, you hear about defenses and defenses and you know uh, all defensive team in his freshman year and let the SEC mm-hmm. in blocks da 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 da, and then you. Oh, but his offense is still raw. Does that sound familiar to the name of a guy like Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. His offense is raw, but he has the ability to step out a little bit, not a lot, but it's something that can be honed, and he gives you great defensive ability, and you're looking for certain things that can be developed into – superstar talent and he definitely has the ability that can be developed into superstar talent now is he gonna step in and win rookie of the year like Kate cunningham would no but at picking at 12 there aren't a lot of guys that you're gonna pick that are gonna step in and automatically be a rookie of the year candidate that far down in the draft even though this one's loaded so you're looking for people with that you can develop and have high ceilings. And Isaiah Jackson has one of the mm-hmm. highest ceilings for that area of the draft. He's also a Kentucky guy, you know, just look at Kelton Johnson, the products they mm-hmm. put out. So there's that. And in case you were wondering too, uh, number two went to the Pacers and they, they took Jalen Suggs at number two. Yeah. So, yeah. I figured, I figured one, yeah. two, I figured one, two, three is going to go, Cunningham, Suggs, Mobley, no matter kind of how the top yeah. three ends up shaking out. All right. Well, um, the Spurs not only got the draft ahead of them, they got possibly to be major players in uh, the free agency market, restricted and unrestricted. And, uh, you know, I was shocked because you already know the, I already know your answer to this, uh, James, but there's a report uh, via the Chicago Sun Times that your guy, the guy you hope the Spurs swing for the fences and give him oh, that yeah. cash, Lori Markinen, uh, would love, love to come to Texas, so reportedly, according to Chicago yeah. sometimes. Texas is great. Just state, not uh, No state income tax. 
just not San Antonio, but to team oh. up with Dallas. Oh, he would actually be a really good fit there. Um, <laughs> he would make them so difficult offensively. I know. But Dallas, cap space, restricted free agency. You, It's not like he really gets to pick and choose where he wants to go. He's a restricted free agent. So... Dallas has their own free agents they have to worry about, obviously, with guys like Hardaway Jr., who's been balling out this season. Like, I don't know how much space they're going to actually have to chase a Markinen and if he's willing to accept less to possibly go there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he might like Dallas, and he might love the idea of teaming up with uh, some other shooting bigs like Luka and... Chris stops, but at the end of the day, his agent's going to be like, yo, dude, <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of money over here and probably more playing time. And, you mm-hmm. know, I got to talk about my cut of your, of what I get since I'm your agent and the less you take, the less I get. So yeah, I mean, it looks good and it would to me too, if I was Lori marketing, just because in terms of winning, like they're already a very stout playoff team they are handling the clippers right now and he would add uh, an immense offensive ability to this team they already split spaces the floor very well and will lo- allow them to do so even more so. so so now that the season is over and the dust is starting to settle and you know, we're shifting gears now to the offseason draft free agency has your tune changed with marketing? Are you still thinking the Spurs should, you know, make a run at him? You knowing that he is Absolutely. an RFA. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, with nine delicious flavors, including the occasional limited time flavor. You get a lot packed into a great tasting protein bar by Built Bar. Flavors such as coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry. The list goes on and on. And look, there's something for everyone. But if you cannot figure out which ones you want, Good news is Bill Bar has a mix box where you get yourself two of each of the nine flavors. Now, most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. And when you do, use promo code LOCK15 to get yourself 15% off your next order. That's LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right. I have I have three names that I have earmarked to come to San Antonio that I would love to see. One of them is Lori Markinen, obviously. And all of these guys space the floor. <laughs> this is the great thing yeah. about them. John Collins is the other who we've talked about. And he is having a fantastic postseason in that series with the Knicks right now. And he's only elevating what his cost is going to be. And it was already a max contract. So, I mean, he's going to get paid by somebody. Now, is it San Antonio? Will it be the Knicks? Will it be another team? I don't know. But if he so chose to sign with the Spurs, you've got a chance to, you know, forget about Isaiah Jackson and then address other mm-hmm. issues if you if you bring in a guy like Collins. Yeah, and look, the I, other I, guy, there, there the other has guy been a, I really like. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, but that uh, there has been a report. Remember during the season 
mm-hmm. that um, there's a lot of NBA execs that believe the Spurs are going to make a strong offer, quote unquote, to marketing. Um, mm-hmm. You don't know if that's just, you know, fluff and just blowing smoke up the you know what. But you, this is not the first time the Spurs and marketing have been linked, even, you know, a nope. draft. You trade know, deadline. Spurs, yeah, trade deadline, the draft. When he was in that pool, you know, the Spurs and marketing seemed to be linked. And you get it. First of all, he's a Euro, check. Uh, he fits in with <laughs> the uh, – yeah, check. He, he fits in with what the Spurs are looking for moving forward, the mobile big that, you know, that they desperately need. No no offense, Jakob, but, you know, you're not that. But I just think that, that he's going to demand a payday, and we know that the Spurs have the money – it's just, exactly. do you really want to put that much money in a guy that is kind of sort of, but not behind the arc? really, yeah, really proven <laughs> yet? I mean, he's 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 a little bit on the uh, fragile side. Is that safe to say? You know, um, it, it, it's just. I mean, could you say that about Lonnie? What do you mean, being fragile? Yeah, about Lonnie. Could you say that about Derek? Oh, Derek, yes, you know, based on one season. I mean, Lonnie's missed games with the wrist injury, and he missed games this year uh, with effects of that wrist injury, sore wrist. I mean, Lonnie's had his own issues throughout the spur. I mean, he's not the consummate game-in, game-out guy like yeah. Keldon's been. But, I mean, yeah, you can mark a lot of people with is their concern of injury, sure. But when healthy – he is 17 a night and 40% from three. I mean, that's that's a really good thing to have on your team. What are you doing to poison uh, Chicago? Oh, you poison How much the you... heck out of it. Oh, you, oh, so James Pledger is the GM of the Spurs, and you're poison pilling that thing. Yeah, I mean, you can get them relatively cheap the first two years, and if you poison pill it in, in the last year or last two years, mm-hmm. Chicago – wouldn't match. And at the same time, I'm not sure Chicago's matching in the first place just because they've tried to move him at the trade deadline. They've moved him to the bench. They diminished his role this year and he still averaged over 14 and a half points a game and shot over 40% from three, despite his diminished role. And they went and traded for Vucevic because they wanted to bring in a a guy with a similar skill set to basically take his place on uh, in the in the roster so it doesn't seem like this uh, bulls new gm has marking in in their plan so if you give him any substantial offer i'm gonna see it's gonna be really hard for me to believe that chicago would match that offer do you think the spurs you know would entertain a, a sign and trade if demar's okay going to chicago i don't think he would be knowing the state of their franchise but you know, I'm glad you brought this up. No? I'm glad you brought this up. And I'm uh, before I talk about that, I'm just going to tell you the last person that I that I have on my free agent wish list, other than mm-hmm. Collins and Markinen, mm-hmm. is Doug Dougie McDermott. I want to see McBuckets here because three hell yeah, yep, three point shooting can light yep. it up, and he's made seven million this year. Um, in the final year of his deal, he is unrestricted. You could probably get him for like 12 to 14. Oh, perfect. And I he mean, automatically gives you floor yeah. spacing. I automatically. And I mean, that that's a guy. Plus he's a coach's kid. So, I mean, I, 
he checks a lot of Spurs type boxes, you know, and mm-hmm. he gives you something that you desperately need. So Doug McDermott is another one that I would really like. Now, as you bring up the DeMar DeRozan and a sign-in trade thing, this offseason could get very interesting with the way this Clippers Maverick series is going. Because mm-hmm. if LA is bounced in the first round after a poor performance in the postseason last year in the bubble, Kawhi has a player option. New York is a team on the come. Thibodeau's a defensive guy. Kawhi's a defensive guy. And he would give them elite scoring ability as well. I mean, he went and hid in New York Mm -hmm. at a gym there under his uncle's name when he was trying to get his way out of San Antonio. His his uncle has, like, uh, real estate and stuff up there, right? Like, he's a real estate agent Mm -hmm. or something like that? Right. I mean, it's not hard to believe that if the Clippers are bounced in the first round and they are more talented than they were last year and do less this year under Ty Lue than they did last year. It's not hard to see that Kawhi might be looking to go somewhere else again. He's already kind of burned two franchises down. Mm-hmm. What's going to stop him from burning a third to the ground? Nothing. He'll, he'll, deciding Kawhi, would do, yeah. Kawhi would do whatever Kawhi wants. And, uh, so yeah, there, if he goes there, all, all of a sudden DeMar DeRozan can't go to New York anymore, right? Right. Yeah, uh, and look, could Chicago use him in that sense, and would they entertain a sign and trade for marketing? I think they would. I think I, he definitely would fit in there, but he's pretty much going from Spurs one A to Spurs one B in Chicago. That rebuild, no, Vucevic you know? spaces the floor, and you yeah. know they've got some young talent. Kobe White and Zach Levine yeah. is an acrobatic high flyer. I mean, and the way that he changed his along. game this year, yeah. they, you know, the way DeMar changed his game this year into being more of an everything type of player with the way he assisted and rebounded right. and having career highs and all those. I mean, I could see him fitting there and playing in that pick and, Role game and pick and pop game with Busevich. I mean, it's not hard to imagine that working there. Mm-hmm. And it's and also a big it's city. A he big loves city. big cities. Yeah. It's a big city. He loves big cities. Um, it's not hard to see, especially just because, I mean, Kawhi kind of holds the cards here. And what's going to happen with him and that player option? Because if he becomes available, all of a sudden, the Knicks may ship there because DeMar is the top unrestricted free agent on the market, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of players available, right? Well, right. what yeah. happens if the if someone usurps him like Kawhi Leonard and decides to become a free agent? So many things going to happen this offseason, and Mark will def- definitely be a play in that, whether he stays in Chicago or not. We're talking with James Pledger. He's the co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover Listen to on Saturdays between 11 a.m. Central over on ESPN San Antonio. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pledger. At the end of the day, though, James, you see marketing leaving or staying in Chicago? Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action over at Bet Online. 
You get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks and deliver directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique, easy to navigate, and you can see all the parts available for your car or truck right then and there and choose the brand, specifications, and the prices you prefer. And those prices are always going to be reliably low at rockauto.com. They're going to be the same for you and professionals, so don't go spending up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box so they know that we sent you? An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need, rockauto.com. Oh, he's leaving. I, okay. I don't see him staying in Chicago at all just because of what Chicago's done in terms of already looking like they've been ready to move on from him from just before the trade deadline to at the trade deadline when they actually tried to move him and him going into restricted free agency. I just I don't see them matching a substantial offer for him unless it was via a sign of trade. Right. I'm not going to be surprised as the, um, the summer or the off season continues. You're going to hear reports that the Spurs are linked to um, Chicago. Their sources say that they're in listening, those little buzzwords listening are interested in, mm-hmm. you know, uh, marketing. and that's likely going to pop up as it starts to get hot figuratively literally in the summer uh, for the NBA free agency. Yeah. Your your colleague at ESPN San Antonio, Michael Jimenez, he uh, saw the social media exchange about Lori marketing I had with a lot of fans, and uh, <laughs> he signed it. He chimed in by saying one word: "Charmin." Uh, there's that reputation that Lori okay. marketing is soft, <laughs> okay. and uh, the Spurs, you know, they've gone through their uh, soft quote unquote bigs in the past. You've heard Pal Gasol. That was thrown at David Robinson for a while. Um, you look at uh, the Spurs. Uh, do they need kind of a finesse big? I, you know, I, I think I, he definitely will address these oh, the floor spacing. But you know, when it comes down to getting d- down and dirty in the paint, maybe marking is not it. Well, do you want to get down and dirty in the paint, or do you want to space the floor? This is a both. team that I'm already greedy. has a lot both. of people. Okay. Well, good luck. <laughs> you have to find you have to find things on this team that aren't there. We got a lot of people that can get in the paint. We've got Eubanks, we've got Jakob Pertle, we've got, you know, players that slash and play big in the paint. Keldon Johnson's not afraid to throw his body around down there. Um, even though for a Ford, I mean, he he can take smaller guards on a switch and go post them up. Like we have players that can play in the paint. What we don't have are players that can spread the floor. Patty Mills is your best three-point shooter at five foot eleven. Yeah, and that's generous. And he's a free I, agent. I stand next to him. Yeah, I stood next to him before. So, I'm like, you're really five eleven. 
when your best shooter is that small. I mean, yeah. you need help. And the help they so desperately need is floor spacing because there isn't your best two three point shooters were him and Rudy Gay. And Rudy Gay mm-hmm. is not a three point shooter. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the- I mean, you just have to look at in terms of need, like not every free agent is going to check every box, but mm-hmm. I will take 40% from behind the arc because that is what this team lacked. We saw it mm-hmm. all season long. When the Spurs hit threes, they won games. When the Spurs were ice cold, they got housed. When they mm-hmm. were shooting around 33%, they were in close games. Like, that's just the way the Spurs season went. And then you can d- directly correlate how they played with how they shot from three. So adding more three-point shooters allows this team that is full of mid-range type players. Lonnie Walker's a slasher. DeJounte Murray's a slasher. Keldon Johnson uh, mm-hmm. slasher. You've got a bunch of dudes that can get in the paint and get their shots, which you don't have are a bunch of guys that can space the floor. And yes, the loss of Derek White hurt that a little bit, but even he's, you know, what, 34% from behind the yeah. arc? I mean, yeah. he, he's good. But to have someone like him or Doug McDermott that can shoot from uh, as high as 40% from behind the arc, that's a game changer, and it really opens up the Spurs' offense and allows teams to have to stretch the floor, which allows what they do best slash able to happen, and teams can't pack the paint on them. Absolutely. Uh, once again, it's going to be a very interesting offseason for San Antonio, and we'll see if they'll be in the sweepstakes for Lori Marketing. Once again, we're talking with James Pledger. He is with San An- ESPN San Antonio, excuse me. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pleasure. Uh, James, I heard through the grapevine that, um, that, first of all, I'm sorry that you were passed for the role of Craven the Hunter. Uh, so my apology. Oh, man, man I was looking that, forward to that. I, that I tried to throw fun. my name in the ring, but quick aside, we're going to switch to our, our our next topic. But I mean, regardless, spot on casting, spot on. That was good. <laughs> that was a good pick. I was impressed. I like it. Yeah, I like it. The, uh, yeah. For those of y'all who don't know what we're nerding about, Craven the Hunter <laughs> is the next uh, big baddie in the Spider-Man uh, franchise, and basically just think Super Hunter with a guy with a big old you know, um, headdress of a lion draped around his back. Uh, but he's going to be played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. You know, I'm better from roles like kick-ass and, uh, the first Godzilla. So, uh, but or, it was spot on or Quicksilver. He, yes. There you go. He, well, he, he is a dude that is in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if you, for those of y'all want to send your condolences to Pledger, who got passed up for the role, make sure to follow him on Twitter at <laughs> I am Pledger. Hey, um, so when you think big three and who you want your big three to lead you to an NBA title, I, you know, even if I wasn't in San Antonio or wasn't covering the Spurs, I would definitely put Manu, Tony, and Tim Duncan, you know, in my list. Top three, sure. I mean, bare minimum. But apparently, sure. ESPN doesn't think that. Uh, in case you missed it, ESPN yesterday or a couple of days ago put out a tweet uh, saying, like, hey, everybody, which of these four big three 
uh, are you going to roll with? And then there were the Heatles. Uh, you got the the Warriors big three during their run. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you had the you had the Jordan Bulls. I think they, did they have that one? There? Yep, I think it yep. was the Jordan Bulls. It was Robin, Jordan, yeah. and Pippen. And who was the last? Oh yeah, and then the current one is the Nets. Yes, the Nets, Harden, uh, Kyrie, KD, and, Dur- and Kyrie Durant. Yeah, but missing was the Spurs big three. This is not the first <laughs> time there's been a slight <sighs> on the San Antonio Spurs. Because before that, there was the whole, hey, look, everybody, these are the teams that are going to the NBA playoffs and play-in games. And they had a bunch of pictures of the players in their uniform. And notably, asked was the Spurs. Spurs fans got riled up. They just tweeted the you-know-what out of ESPN, where they finally put out an apology one. And they added DeMar DeRozan as if they just literally, like, the back in the old days, old day, you know. Uh, well, my favorite was the sorry Spurs with the laughing emoji. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it was more like sorry, not sorry. <laughs> what is going on? Do you think, first of all, to not have the Spurs big three on any type of big three list is criminal. Um, is it? But I think so. I think it is. I mean, how do you not have them on there? How? Uh, and especially you, you go with. You go with the Nets, that the next current th- trio that hasn't done anything? You, you, Jeff, you're aware how social media works, right? You're on it all the time. I know. I know. I know what they're going for. For this. They're doing so, for what we're doing right now. It's not in terms. No, it's not even in terms of what we're going for right now. It's in terms of they're trying to showcase what the best team in the NBA is right now. And the, when they're together, they are the best team in the NBA right now. I mean, I would go to Vegas and put my money on the Nets winning the title right now. If I could, that's how good they've looked. And I know Boston shorthanded, but those three are playing extremely well together. You surround them with guys like Joe Harris who can go off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, they're really difficult to defend. And no. they're trying to, put that team against other great super teams that were like, of course, Jordan's always going to be in any Mm -hmm. big three. Um, You can say the Lakers were omitted from this list, multiple different Laker teams, the Celtics, multiple different Celtic teams. I mean, you've got Burb Parrish and McHale. You've got the Paul Pierce, Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett, who also just went into the hall of fame with, uh, Timmy a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and Paul Pierce is going in next year. I mean, they, they too are a very formidable big three. LeBron is going to move the needle. Like the San Antonio Spurs. Yes. We love them here, but they're not going to engage the national attention of anything because and it's partly by the Spurs' own design. They don't want to be on polls like that. They don't want to be included in that. If they did, they would be more accessible to the media, more out in front, and they would become a greater story. It, but there's always going to be slights. I mean, we dealt with it with uh, the first championship. A lot of people don't want to count it because of the NBA shortened season. The Rockets had to deal with it with their two titles. Well, they only got them because Michael was retired. 
I mean, there's always going to be those slights against certain teams, but at the same time, it's hard to find a Spurs fan outside of San Antonio, and that's by design, by the Spurs themselves. A lot of Spurs, Spurs fans uh, did react. Now, James, to, they did. In your, in your defense, yes, some do agree with you, what you just said right now, that there was no shock. Um, you know, what do you expect? You can only on that graphic include four pictures. LeBron's oh. going to be one. Steph's going to be one because they are the most important players in the NBA as we sit currently. Jordan's going to be one because Jordan, you, you might as well replace the logo with Jordan because the Jordan is mm-hmm. the NBA. He saved the NBA and he is still talked about today as the greatest player of all time. Well, let's, we're going to read some fan. And you've got react. one team left, and they decided yeah. to put the greatest iteration currently, the Nets, against those other teams. And so, I mean, I get the hate in terms of, wow, I can't believe they left us off. But at the same time, they left you off by design because the small backlash they're going to get is going to be small because the Spurs don't care about growing their brand to that kind of level. And it's not going to engage the polls the way, you know, having Steph on there will, because Steph transcends the golden state area. He is, he is a worldwide figure. Let's go to read some fan react to this. And the first one comes from Rick Costa. You can follow him on Twitter at (laughs) text Latino one. He says, yeah, bird Parrish McHale. Magic Kareem Worthy. Oh, yeah, Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker. They forgot about others, too, like Shaq, Kobe, and Ori. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's not a slide on our Spurs. It's just whom they chose, who cares. So he kind of agrees with you there. Um, you have uh, Danny it's not Ruiz. saying who's the greatest big three of all. It's just right. saying which of these would you want to roll with. Danny Ruiz at Danny Ruiz 75 says, please take the Nets off this list. And at the winningest trio in NBA history, thank you. That is a fact there. They are the winningest trio in NBA history. I'm aware of that. <laughs> uh, from, I'm aware from... of that, but the, the thing is, they want a current team on there. It's going to continue reading some more fan react. You have uh, Irene uh, Dubberly at Tahana Woman on Twitter. She says, none of the above. We know who she's picking. And then you have <laughs> Lou Dominguez says, hey, that's sweet. There's no ring in, There's no ring team in there. I don't know what that means, but uh, there's trust me, there's a lot of rings in that picture. I mean, there's a lot of rings in that picture. I was about to say. Um, And one more we have from Sincerely Alicia at Lashita03. C and D, she's referring to a couple of the picks there. She goes, We have five rings. They're irrelevant in a, they're, they're, the teams that disclose they are irrelevant in a big three discussion. I don't know, they're irrelevant. They are very relevant. And uh, they're yeah, all just, very relevant. Yeah, very relevant. So, nevertheless, a lot of fan had a lot of react to this. And Can I uh, put I get... your mind at ease and the rest of Spurs fans' mind at ease? I'm going to go ahead and, and read an article from April 2nd of 2020. It says, ranking the greatest NBA trios in history, right? Mm-hmm. Num- at number 10, you've got Bill Russell, Sam Jones, and Tom Hoinsing, right? Mm-hmm. Number nine. Stockton, Malone, and Hornacek. Number eight, O'Neal, or, uh, Bryant, and Ori. That was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph, Clay, and either Durant or Draymond Green at seven and six, the different iterations of that 
a Golden State team. Number five, Bird McHale Parish. Number four, the Heatles. Mm-hmm. Number three, mentioned earlier as well, Magic, Cream, and Worthy. Mm-hmm. The number two big three in NBA history is Duncan Ginobili and Parker, according to this list. And, of course, only Jordan right. Pippen. And, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. That, that's the only one greater than them. Uh, uh, but, yeah, because greatest, not which one you're rolling with. <laughs> so there you have it. They're James not trying Parker. to convert, create yeah. a debate about the best ever. They're just creating a debate amongst teams that have – either recently been formed or this the what we know is the iteration of the super team with the LeBron thing and then the greatest team a lot of people my age think may have ever been assembled, which was those nineties Bulls teams. Right. Yeah. So there you have it, James Pledger, easing the minds of Spurs fans who took it as a slight, but look, Spurs fans always take things as as a slight uh but I mean, seriously though, that that play-in playoff tournament graphic that ESPN put out that that was just bad. I mean, how did you forget? I and mean, you think that somebody would just have a little checklist? Okay, do we have the Grizzlies check? We have the uh, the Warriors check. We have Lakers. Oh, we forgot the Spurs. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> Our bad Spurs fans, smiley face. <laughs> All right. You know I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure that everybody that was in that picture was an All Star. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First didn't have an all star uh, this year. <laughs> did not have an all star. Uh, James, we're running up against the clock here, but you got uh, time for a fan question? Of course I do. Yeah, you always have time for the fans, James. That's that's. And by the way, if you want to have time for James, you make sure to follow him on Twitter at I am Pleasure. Let's go ahead and uh, read this uh, fan tweet here. This is from. Um, let me pull it up here for everybody here. It is from, let me get the name right, Ryan the Spurs fan. He says, okay. I have an interesting question. Other teams like the Kings, Pelicans, Warriors have had their general manager do end-of-the-season media, and I was wondering why Brian Wright for the Spurs has not done one, or is he going to do one? Um, first of all, James, I believe end-of-season media sessions are optional. Is that correct? Uh, for the most part, the Spurs yeah. usually do one. Uh, it's usually with Pop in an mm-hmm. exit interview, for the most part. Uh, you and I have both sat in on those. Uh, I, I do believe there was one teased in Pop's final press conference when he was joking with, uh, was it Tom Warsborn? Yeah, he was joking at the end about, you know, this was it. Kind of like, yeah, there was it. there's no tomorrow, basically. So... I mean, like I said, there's a reason the Spurs aren't on yep. polls like that. And it's things like this, like the Spurs don't care that the media knows about them or want to care. And here's the other thing. As much as they say they love the fans, the reason that the media does this isn't for us. It's for the fans. Like we cultivate what they say to be able to regurgitate it to the fans and the Spurs have no question. Like the, the media is supposed to be a conduit to the fans. So any Mm -hmm. questions that we may have good and bad while the Spurs like to control the narrative of it's all good here. (laughs) 
Like they're mm-hmm. never going to put out a bad story about themselves right. or, you know, we really play really bad. This is why. So we have to ask those questions to get those answers for the fans. Right. And if it's one of those things where it's, it's not like they don't care about the fans, but they don't care about the fans in a sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Give you an idea how vaulted the Spurs are before the uh, season began. Uh, one of the writers I work with, uh, he uh, discovered that the Spurs would be going with the Fiesta jerseys. Well, the, after it was for a while, and it was confirmed and da da da. We had multiple sources confirm it. Uh, the Spurs Twitter put out like a, a sarcastic tweet saying, looking for professional leaguers. So, um, that should tell you exactly, even to that extent, even with just simple jerseys, they try to keep things so vaulted and away from fans. So that just gives you an idea there. But we are up against the clock. Thank you, James, for answering that fan question. But there's a big reason why Spurs fans should at least visit the ESPN San Antonio YouTube page, isn't there? Yeah, we just had Kelvin Johnson in studio with us the other day. He, uh, We went for about 40 minutes with him. And the entire video of the Blitz with Jason Robb interviewing Keldon Johnson, asking about the season, the COVID protocols, what he's going to be working on this offseason, what he likes to do in his free time. All these things are are answered and more, and it's really a lot of fun. We try and get him to sing at some point because we know he's a huge (laughs) Mariah Carey fan. So all of that is on ESPN San Antonio's YouTube page, just Keldon Johnson, 526-2021 is what it's under, or just go into the entire playlist. It should be the most recent thing posted to ESPN San Antonio's YouTube page. And don't forget to check out his show, The Saturday Morning Hangover, and as the name implies, it's every Saturday on ESPN San Antonio Radio, 94.5 FM, 1250 AM, and uh, tune in. I uh, frequent that show from time to time. It's a fun show. Yeah, he and uh, Jack Thompson do a bang-up job. So if you need some more news outside of the world of the Spurs, definitely go check out the Saturday Morning Hangover. Subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, whether it be uh, Spotify, iTunes. I know, everybody, iTunes is a mess right now. It's not just me. It's across (laughs) the entire podcasting world. So So go to Spotify. Just go to Spotify, yeah, or tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Spurs. Yeah, smart speakers and Locked On Spurs go together. I've done that a few times, Gene. It still freaks me out. I'm like, huh? That's weird right now. <laughs> I'm or, on or, demand. I'm, yeah. Oh, one time was like, I went, it was like a glitch on my smart speaker. I said, play Locked On Spurs. And it played, and I don't know if it was just the way it uploaded or something. It skipped right to you. It was like, hey, welcome back to Locked On Spurs. And then here, here's, and Jane Pleasure. And then you just started laughing. You took over from that point. I was like, Nice. James would be James would have fun with that right now if he witnessed this in person. All go, it's all good. Check it out. Uh, you know, locked on Spurs, giving you as much Spurs news as we can during this very well. It's going to be a long season, off season. You definitely it is very but important for, off season, but very important as well. Hopefully, the Spurs take their time and their due diligence. So, for James' pleasure, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. <laughs> <laughs>